booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. My grandparents survived the Holocaust, so these regimes of socialism, Marxism, they don't work. All right. Calls for Congressman-elect George Santos to resign. He's defending his allegations, though, that he's fabricated his past while calls for him to resign out. Fire aboard a Staten Island ferry last night. Well, the final report from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riot goes public. New York under a state of emergency as a strong winter storm system moves through disrupting holiday travel. Failed FTX founder Sam Bankman freed a free man released on a $250 million bond following his appearance in Manhattan federal court on fraud charges. A congressman-elect, George Santos of Long Island, whose election in November helped Republicans narrowly take control of the U.S. House, responds to new allegations of fabricating his life story. He claims his grandparents survived the Holocaust. He told voters that his grandfather fled to Brazil after escaping the Nazis in Eastern Europe. Fleeing Stalin's persecution, going to, to Belgium, finding refuge there, marrying my grandmother, then fleeing Hitler, going to 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 Brazil. That's a story of 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 perseverance. Now, according to the Ford, which is an independent Jewish news organization, genealogy websites show both Santos's grandparents were actually born in Brazil. Santos has also claimed he attended NYU and Brew colleges and worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Claims which cannot be substantiated. Even Santos's animal charity has no IRS paper trail. Democratic former congressional candidate Josh Lafazan is calling for Santos to step down. He said, if you've seen Inventing Anna on Netflix, this is Inventing George Santos. It's time he did the right thing and step aside. Well, a fire broke out in the engine room of a Staten Island ferry boat Thursday evening. Five people suffering minor injuries. The boat, the Sandy Ground, dropped anchor right near Bayonne, New Jersey. According to the city's transportation department, the FDNY responded. Members of the ship's crew used CO2 to extinguish the fire. Here's what first responders had to say. We had a total of five injuries. Three people were transported to the hospital. All were minor injuries. There were approximately 800 and. 68 people on the, on board, and then an additional 16 crew members. And crew members and riders transferred from the anchored ferry onto a boat from New York Waterway and brought to the St. George Terminal on Staten Island. The final 845-page report from the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol out following a year-and-a-half-long probe. The release comes three days after the committee held its final meeting referring potential criminal charges against former President Donald Trump and others to the U.S. Department of Justice. Committee Chair Benny Thompson. This committee will help provide a roadmap to justice and that the agencies and institutions responsible for ensuring justice under the law will use the information we've provided to aid in their work. Text and email messages, though, that have been made Public by five House Republicans alleged that current House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her staff had direct contact with the officials planning security 
before the January 6th riot and actually edited some of the plans and notifications. The House GOP report obtained by Just the News has prompted serious questions about whether the January 6th Capitol breach could have been prevented. Representative Troy Nels of Texas told Just the News House Republicans want to question Pelosi when the GOP takes control in January. 77 WABC weather alerts. Well, holiday travel delays, thousands of flights canceled or delayed due to this major winter storm stretching from the Midwest to the tri-state. Several major hubs, including Chicago, Detroit, New York City, affected travelers at LaGuardia spoke to ABC7. I know the weather is bad in Dallas, and I know the weather is getting bad here, so we're just playing it all by ear. We got here really early, too early to actually do anything, so we're just waiting right now. We came up here to... Try to see if we can get out and couldn't get out, so they put it, American Airlines put us up in a hotel. And now today? Today we're going to try to get out of here at 630. <laughs> well, the system, too, will drop temperatures like a rock this afternoon. National Weather Service meteorologist James Tomasini spoke to 77 WABC. Lows uh, around the city in the mid-teens, um, outside the city, like across Long Island and the lower Hudson Valley. Lows are in, in the upper single digits to lower teens. And temperatures over the holiday weekend will hover in the 20s. Back up. Back up. Back up. Bailed FTX founder Sam Bankman Freed there out on bail, clutching a bag from a New York bagel store. Freed, while emerging from a Manhattan federal court, released on a record $250 million bond yesterday as he'll await his fraud trial. He'll be at his parents' residence out in California under house arrest and monitored wearing an ankle bracelet. Fox News and 77 WABC host Judge Janine Pirro reacted on The Five. In the end, this guy's worse than Madoff. And the reason he's worse than Madoff is that Madoff, the money's much higher, but Madoff used uh, an individual's money to pay another individual. This Sam Bankman-Fried used the money for a lavish lifestyle for himself, his family, and real estate. He's a dirtbag. Freed faces a slew of criminal charges tied to the sudden implosion of his $32 billion cryptocurrency empire. 77 WABC News Time 507. We say good morning and our first hello to Lori Blanchard in for Joe Nolan. Hey, Deb. So what a morning, huh, to be out there. Oh, so we're my, seeing oh my. The wind, the yep. flooding, um, it's going to be a tough one, even with reduced volume out there. So we have the Verrazano Bridge just reopened. There's an empty and tandem tractor-trailer ban in place, and that's in effect for most of the bridges around the city. On Staten Island, we see Roadwork, Staten Island Expressway, eastbound, exit 7 to 9. Uh, in New Jersey, the Turnpike Northbound Western Spur. Jackknife Tractor Trailer around exit 15E. That's right near truck 1 and 9, one lane closed. Northbound Eastern Spur, an accident 1618E, right before the Lincoln Tunnel. Flooding on 3 eastbound between Allwood Road and the Garden State Parkway takes out two lanes. We move up to Westchester County, the Hutch northbound. One lane blocked at the Cross County. We know this. That's because of a downed tree and flooding. Accident on 95 southbound, exit 17. You've got a fallen tree on the Sprain, northbound 100B, right lane blocked. Taconic northbound at Pudding Street, taking you up to Putnam County. An accident there. Moving out to the island, northern State Parkway. Left lane is closed, eastbound at Sunnyside Boulevard. You've got an accident. 107 closed both ways at Chicken Valley Road. That's a downed tree. And as we move into the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, this is it. We have a wind advisory till 10 p.m. 
Steady rain, thunderstorms through the day, very windy, gusts up to 47 miles an hour. We'll see wind gusts and rain through the midday. Chance of snow around 2 o'clock. Too much accumulation, really not expected because the high is around 54 today. It's tonight. The deep freeze moves in, low of 11 degrees. But Christmas Day, little relief. It'll be pretty, cold and breezy, daytime high around 20. Then tomorrow night, clear skies and a low of 15. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. All right, you'll hear from Lori again, 517-527 with the traffic and weather update. 77 WABC News Time 509. Well, the Senate has passed a $1.7 trillion, yeah, with a T, spending bill. They did so Thursday afternoon, and the House is expected to vote this morning on this massive bill, which has delayed lawmakers ahead of the holiday weekend. Here's a Democratic Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy. $42 billion aid to Ukraine, $27 billion for victims of natural disasters. Most of what's in here has been put together in a bipartisan fashion. Meanwhile, Staten Island Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis was upset that $6 billion is funneled to Ukraine instead of being earmarked for 9-11 first responders here in the city. She spoke to 77 WABC Sid Rosenberg. What's missing, actually, is the funding for the health care program for our 9-11 heroes that are suffering from illnesses. That's set to expire at the end of next year, in 2024. She says they have a $3 million shortfall prohibiting new people from joining that compensation fund. The fate of former Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake now in a judge's hands. Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson, an appointee of former Republican Governor Jan Brewer, didn't say when he would issue a ruling following arguments in Lake's two-day lawsuit hearings claiming election fraud in her loss to Democrat Katie Hobbs. The defense claim Lake also never established her claim that printer problems at Maricopa County polling places were intentional acts. Political science professor Dr. Kenneth Mayer reacted to the testimony of one of Lake's experts, Richard Barris of Big Data Poll. The entirety of his conclusion rests on the inference that because people in his exit poll, uh, because people who said they were going to vote didn't respond to his poll, that he is making the assumption that every one of those people uh, who didn't respond to his poll uh, tried to vote or didn't vote because they were disenfranchised, that he's essentially taking that non-response rate. And outside the courthouse, after the proceedings, Lake said her attorneys proved their case. Defense lawyers said Lake's attorneys didn't offer evidence to back her claims of widespread intentional misconduct on Election Day during her two-day trial. Well, a new book is set for release January 17th, uh, making headlines over shocking revelations about President Joe Biden. The author is Chris Whipple. His book is titled The Fight of His Life Inside Joe Biden's White House. Now, it details President Biden's fits of fury and repeated F-bombs and cursing over the border crisis with no clear answer or response. Whipple also reported that Biden once described Vice President Kamala Harris as a work in progress. The White House has all along denied there is an open border. I just laid that really clear. It, it, it would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre there. There were more than 1.7 million migrant encounters in fiscal year 2021 and more than 2.3 million in fiscal year 2022 as the border has seen multiple months of well over 200,000 encounters. 
Well, Iran Thursday threatened Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. It was all over comments he made Wednesday during an in-person speech to Congress and a meeting with President Biden. Zelensky said that Russia has found an ally in its genocidal policy, Iran, saying when Russia cannot reach our cities by its artillery, it tries to destroy them with missile attacks. Zelensky had strong words for Iran during his speech before Congress. Iranian deadly drones sent to Russia in hundreds. In hundreds became a threat to our critical infrastructure. That is how one terrorist has found the other. It is just a matter of time when they will strike against your other allies. If we do not stop them now, we must do it. An Iranian foreign ministry spokesman, Nasser Kanani, in a threatening message posted to the ministry's website, said, Mr. Zelensky had better know that Iran's strategic patience over such unfounded accusations is not endless and also advised Zelensky to draw a lesson from the fate of some other political leaders who contended themselves with the U.S. support. While shrugging off rampant inflation and rising interest rates, the U.S. economy grew at an unexpectedly strong 3.2% annual pace from July through September. The government reported, actually the Commerce Department reported yesterday, strong exports and spending driving the growth. Investment in housing plunged, though, at an annual rate of 27.1%, hammered by things like higher mortgage rates, arising from the Fed's decision to raise its own benchmark rate seven times this year. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellick is sports. Thank you, Deb. I do indeed have your sports here for the early news. A bleak night last night at MetLife. As the Jets, they virtually gave themselves uh, no shot against the visiting Jacksonville Jaguars team, losing 19-3 to in a game that saw quarterback Zach Wilson get benched once again, this time to make way for Chris Streveler, who was elevated from the practice squad before the game. Wilson spoke after the game about coming up way short once again. I just, I just felt like uh, didn't have any rhythm out there. You know, just trying to find some confidence out there on the field and just, you know, just find something to get us going, a little spark, and couldn't get anything there, man. And, you know, I had opportunities, and I got to be able to connect on those. And, you know, right now the feeling is I just got to, put my head down and just try and get better, you know, for these guys. And, you know, that was kind of my message to them out there is, you know, I'm trying to give them everything I got. I'm trying to lay it out there for you guys, and, and it's not good enough, and i got to put them in a better position. With their fourth straight loss, New York's playoff chances have taken a near-fatal hit as they look to find a winning formula next Sunday in Seattle against the Seahawks. As for the Giants, they're looking forward to what they hope is a playoff preview in Minnesota against the Vikings this weekend. G-Men are currently three-and-a-half-point underdogs for a 1 p.m. kickoff tomorrow. And over to the ice now, the Rangers, they beat the Islanders at the Garden by a score of 5-3 to three for their eighth win in nine games. Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek were among those who lit the land for the Blue Shirts, but it was Capo Kako, who broke the tie late in the third to get the Rangers across the finish line. 2.50 to go. Rangers had two shots on goal on the power play. They score!
That call courtesy of MSG with the win. The Rangers now sit in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division, just five points removed from first place Carolina. They're now off until Tuesday for the holiday uh, when they welcome the Washington Capitals into the Garden. As for the Islanders, they'll try and rebound tonight as the Florida Panthers are set to pay them a visit for a 7.30 p.m. puck drop. Also looking ahead to tonight on the ice, the uh, Devils, they welcome in the Boston Bruins at 7 p.m. And over to the hardwood here, the uh, Knicks, they welcome in the Chicago Bulls at 7.30. And the Nets, they will uh, welcome in the Milwaukee Bucks at 7.30 as well. Here with your uh, early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, 77 WABC News Time 517 on the 7s. You know what that means. Traffic, transit, weather. She's got it all. Lori Branchard in for Joe Nolan. Super messy out there. We're seeing flooding starting to move in everywhere. Northbound Henry Hudson Parkway coming up toward Dykeman Street. Flooding. There's flooding on the inb inbound BQE coming off the Gowanus Expressway. That empty and tandem tractor trailer ban in effect at the area bridges around the city. Verrazano Bridge just reopened. In New Jersey, you've got a messy ride on the New Jersey Turnpike Western Spur northbound 15E. It's a jackknife tractor trailer. Flooding closing 17 now northbound. Uh, at Allendale Road, also flooding 46 eastbound at Westminster Place. That's right around uh, County Route 61. Fallen power cables on 9 northbound in Middlesex at Fairview Fairway Lane, excuse me. Southbound 9, also that same area, fallen power lines, two right lanes are blocked. Moving up into Westchester County, always a mess coming up the hutch. And right now at the Cross County Parkway, one lane is blocked. You've got flooding on the Sawmill Southbound Executive Boulevard in Yonkers, completely closed down. Rockland County 9W near Christian Herald Road, you've got fallen power lines. Also on the island, you've got the Northern State Parkway eastbound accident at Sunnyside Boulevard. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, steady rain, thunderstorms through the morning, wind advisory in place till 10 p.m., coastal flood watch in place till 11 a.m., Later today, we'll see showers, then snow around midday, high 54, partly cloudy tonight, low 11 in the city, and then single digits north and west. Tomorrow for Christmas Eve, high only 20, overnight low down to 15. Christmas Day, we're back up to sunny skies and a high of 27. 57 degrees right now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Well, Lori, we'll see if my umbrella is supposed to hold up in uh, 75 mile per hour winds. Uh, we'll see if it holds up today with the wind in between the buildings here in the city. So uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. It's always colder here in the city due to all that concrete and the shade from the buildings and everything. All right. 77 WABC News Time is 519. That means it's time for Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Investors looking to avoid another losing week as stocks fell yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrials fell more than 300 points. The Nasdaq down 233 points. The index hovering near its 2022 low. The core personal consumption expenditures update coming today. The Fed's preferred inflation index. November's data forecast to have risen 0.2%, the same as the previous month. And annually, that inflation index is 4.6% higher, down from 5% in October. And the University of Michigan's five-year inflation Expectations update today. Consumers seem positive about the path of inflation after a surprise jump in consumer confidence and Wall Street targeting no change at all in the December Consumer Confidence Index. New home sales forecast down 30,000 last month. Still hope for the housing market next year. Mortgage interest rates have fallen six consecutive weeks. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. 
This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, checking your futures this morning. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 63 points, 0.19% at 33,269. S&P up two points. NASDAQ down, though, 11 and a quarter points. Gold up $10.30 an ounce. Quarter oil at $79.26 a barrel. That is up a dollar seventy-seven. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, over 17,000 nurses at 12 New York City hospitals, they are poised to strike in January if, if a new contract deal isn't reached. This strike could affect Montefiore, Mount Sinai, and New York Presbyterian, as well as other hospitals. They have contracts expiring December 31. Now, nurses say hospitals are short-staffed and not doing enough for patients as COVID, RSV, and the flu run rampant. RN Nancy Haggins weighs in on the crisis. They've left us with no other choice but to move forward with voting to authorize a strike for better patient care. She is the union president. The New York State Nurses Association held a vote in which nearly 99% of nurses have voted to authorize a strike. The union claims the hospitals have increased fees for health care services without filling staffing gaps, or properly paying nurses for their work throughout the viral pandemic. At least one man now charged with murder in connection with a string of nightclub druggings right here in New York City that has led to six deaths. Detectives say 26 victims in all were drugged and robbed after leaving bars and nightclubs beginning in March. Six of the victims died of drug overdoses. Murder suspect 33-year-old Kenwood Allen, who was Arraigned in Manhattan Criminal Court Thursday afternoon is charged. Here's NYPD Chief of Detectives, James Essig. They target their victims, leaving bars, offering drugs in some cases, then either through force or when the victim passes out, they remove jewelry, money, high-end watches, and phones from their victims. Detectives say all these victims died from a lethal cocktail of drugs intended to incapacitate them, Court documents connect Allen to five different drugging incidents from March to October. He allegedly would drug victims with fentanyl. Several others have been arrested on a variety of charges and more arrests are expected. Well, the MTA, Metropolitan Transit Authority, their board has okayed fare hikes one and a half percent above what was originally planned, originally planned four percent. The MTA's board Wednesday approved a $19.2 billion operating budget for 2023. It anticipates a 5.5% fare hike, spending cuts, and reduced service on some subway lines. It also increases tolls on the MTA's bridges and tunnels. How much and when is still unclear, but MTA Chair Jan O'Lever insisted that increases are unavoidable. We need to prepare, nevertheless for the possibility that there will have to be fare and toll increases at some point. So we're starting the preliminary administrative process now that allows us to advance the option at an appropriate time in the future. Union members pack the board meeting in protest, insisting that service cuts lead to angry riders putting transit workers at risk. The agency also looking to increase some weekend service while cutting back some rush hour service. All right, heading to Brooklyn now, an officer, NYPD officer, hospitalized after being struck by a stolen vehicle in Brooklyn Thursday. That incident happened about 8 p.m. 
at New York Avenue and Avenue D. The officer was taken to a nearby hospital where he is expected to survive and no further details yet available. When they are, we'll bring them to you. The owners of a New Jersey school bus company are accused of misleading public districts and employing unqualified drivers. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Attorney General Matthew Plotkin alleged brothers Salim Kalik and Drew Kalik, who own American Star Transportation, knowingly employed drivers with suspended licenses, arrest records, and criminal convictions. The duo was arrested earlier this week and charged with conspiracy, false representation for a government contract, and theft by deception. Their buses are on the roads for a slew of districts, including Patterson, Jersey City, Mawa, and River Edge. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. There's new gun control Legislation in New Jersey. New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy Thursday signed an overhaul to the rules to get a firearm carry permit. The legislation was prompted by the summer's U.S. Supreme Court ruling expanding gun rights. While we are bound to follow the Supreme Court's ruling, we are also obligated to do everything we can to make sure guns don't proliferate, Murphy, a Democrat, said before signing this measure during a ceremony in Scotch Plains. I wish, frankly, that I never had to sign this measure. But this is the moment in which we find ourselves, so I will be proud to do so. The Democratic-led Senate had passed the measure on Monday, sending it to Murphy's desk. Gun rights advocates predicted it wouldn't pass constitutional muster. Criticism from Scott Back, he's the head of the Association of New Jersey's Rifle and Pistol Permits Clubs. He said, by signing this legislation, Governor Murphy has effectively ended any chance of ever being elected to higher office outside of New Jersey and has confirmed that the Constitution is indeed above his pay grade. Tragedy on Long Island ahead of the Christmas holiday weekend. Three teenagers killed in a crash on Long Island Wednesday night. Officials say 16-year-old Sam Goons was driving a 2009 Infiniti G37 on Nichols Road near Division Street when the incident happened. The car ended up going off the roadway and crashing into a wooded area. All three pronounced dead at the scene. Gunn's 17-year-old passenger, Taylor Beltramini, and another unidentified male all pronounced dead at that scene. And the investigation into that crash is ongoing. Detectives asking anybody with information to call them the 6th Squad at 631-854-8652. 77 WABC News Time 527. Here's Lori Branchard and for Joe Nolan with Traffic, Transit, and Weather. Hey, Deb. Henry Hudson Parkway now closed both ways, 96th Street to 125th with flooding. Looks like they're trying to squeeze by on the right side there. BQE flooding inbound at Cabin Plaza. Flooding on the northbound Deegan, 138th Street in the Grand Concourse. And also the FDR Drive, a lot of flooding both ways, 61st Street to 106. Now, as you drive that every day, you know that's uh, a tight ride to begin with. Verrazano Bridge, upper level Brooklyn bound. You have an accident. Into New Jersey on the New Jersey Turnpike, we've got a big mess on the Western Spur Jackknife Tractor Trailer, left lane out at 15E, southbound 17, flooding at Allendale Road. Going through Lodi, 46, a tough ride, closed both ways, Main Street into Westminster Place, you've got flooding. And flooding on three in Clifton, both ways at Allwood Boulevard and right near the Garden State Parkway. Westchester County, the hutch is always a tough go when you're driving in the rain. And right now they've got flooding near the Cross County. Sawmill Parkway closed southbound in Yonkers at Executive Boulevard. You've got a crash there. Also down power lines in Rockland County, 9W, right near Christian Herald Road. On the island, a new accident. 
Westbound Long Island Expressway, exit 44, one lane down. Northern State Parkway, heavy into the Meadowbrook, but that accident is cleared. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, steady rain, thunderstorms through the morning. Wind advisory, coastal flood warning till 11 a.m. Showers later into the afternoon. We might see some snow around midday, high 54. Partly cloudy tonight, low 11 in the city, and then single digits north and west. Tomorrow for Christmas Eve, high 20. It'll be clear overnight, low of 15 in the city, single digits outside the city. It's 57 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC News Time 529. Well, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. But do you know where he is? 77 WABC's Frank Diaz explains. NORAD has launched its website that lets visitors track St. Nick around the world for its 67th year. The tradition began in 1955 when the Continental Air Defense Command Operations Center started receiving calls from children asking about Santa's whereabouts due to a newspaper mistake that listed the wrong number for the North Pole. NORAD has turned that mishap around and created a website that allows trackers to keep tabs on Santa and his reindeer. You can view NORAD Santa Tracker at www.noradsanta.org. I'm Frank Diaz with 77 WABC Early News. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. And of course, in our second half, we've got our Pulse of the People coming up, and we asked folks out on the streets about that big Yankees uh, news that Aaron Judge being named captain, and back right after this. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 